La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Hey, bonjour Rugby Friends and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Nandieu and... And moi, Mike Pierce. Hey Mike, how are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Looking forward to another Six Nations weekend. Yeah, some great matches ahead, particularly Scotland-France, of course, which we'll be focusing on. Yes, yes, exactly. In Murrayfield and Fabien Gatier and Rafi Bagnès have announced the team squad. So we have a bye with Marchand, Antonio, followed by Wookie, William Sick, Ross in that part. And then in the backs, Dupont, of course, which Tamak. And a big, big surprise, you know, disappointment. Gabin Villiers has been injured. Yeah. So it's been replaced by Mofina. Peno is on 14, 13, Piku, Dante as well, the new one, and Jabinet, Melvin Jabinet, yes. starting at, uh, at, uh, at 15. So, what's your thought? Do you think it's a good... Uh... Yeah, strong team, isn't it? Gail Ficou's 70th cap. I mean, that's a great occasion for him. As you say, shame about the injury to, to Villiers, who is, you know, really on form. Dante's recovered from injury, so he's he's back in, and they've moved to Mo Fana from centre to wing. So... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strong-looking team, isn't it? You look at the bench, you've got uh, Mo Varka, Gross, Bamba, Teo Fafanua, Flamon, Cretan, Luku and Ramos. Wow, that is a really, really strong French team. It is, it is. And today I had a press conference. I was invited as well, but I couldn't be there physically. They don't use a, a, a video conferencing anymore, which is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> another time, another time, Fabien. But very, very interesting, you know, the fact that uh, Mufina has been moved from center to the wing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's. This seems to be a very French thing, doesn't it? They used to play uh, Ficou on the wing quite a lot and for fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's played on the wing for his club, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see because he'll be up against Darcy Graham, who is of Scotland, who is, you know, in really very good form. So um, that'd be an interesting uh, match-up. Well, you know, Moifina has been really, really pivotal, you know, in games in his, with his club, you know. He plays for Bordeaux, but so hence one of the reasons why Fabien Gatti, you know, used him at the, at this, uh, yeah. this post, you know. So, yeah, yeah it's, gonna be, it's going to be interesting. And I used to, you know, to, to work together as well, you know, Galfi. Like you were saying, and Jonathan Dante. So that would be that would be interesting. Also, you 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 spotted right, you know, in terms of Fabien Gatier I, I is really using a heavyweight team, yeah, to play against uh, Scotland. Yeah, because... I mean, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're heavyweight, but they're also very agile and mobile. I mean, Weenie Antonio, who has always been a bit of a you know, scrummager and not lasting very long in, in a game. You know, his fitness seems to have improved. His mobility's improved. They're very physical, but they're also very mobile. So it's a, yeah, a pretty useful combination. And when you look at players like Vakatawa, who can't even get in the squad at the moment, you think, wow, you know, France's strength in depth just seems to be getting better and better. 
Definitely. And the one to watch, you know, from a French point of view is, of course, you know, Finn Russell, who is uh, like a magician. You never know. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what's his secret. Maybe he has a few beers before for inspiration before the game. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Oh, it's. I mean, he had a he had a bad game against Wales, so he must be due a good game now against against France. And, and of course, France have not had a very happy time at, at Murrayfield. They always seem to struggle there. They've not won a Six Nations match at Murrayfield for eight years. So, you know, will that play on their minds? Possibly not. But, you know, Scotland won in Paris last year. In fact, Scotland won, a, won three out of the four last match against France. So, you know, it's, it's a very interesting confrontation. But they're against Scotland. They've got injuries. They've got Johnny Gray out, Scott Cummings, Cameron Redpath, Rory Sutherland, Jamie Ritchie. So they're... They haven't got the strength in depth that the French have got. So it's going to be fascinating to see how things go. And of course, it was snowing in Edinburgh today. Uh, I'm not sure what the forecast is for Saturday. So I know I know you French don't like the bad weather, do you? Oh, we are frogs, you know. We adapt <laughs> <laughs> quite easily. But you're absolutely right. The last time that France won at Murrayfield was in 2014. Yeah. And let's not forget, you know, what happened two years ago. It was a bit of a... It wasn't a great, great memory. There was, a, I think, a yellow card, then um, red carded from Mohamed Wahas as well. There were 11 points difference between between both teams. And yeah, it, the mayonnaise didn't didn't take in. So hopefully, you know, this time it, it will be better. They're expecting, you know what? They're expecting 20,000 French supporters. Unfortunately, I won't Wow. Yeah, you'd be surprised, you know. Yeah, the French, the French love going to Edinburgh. It's funny. But, you know, you talk about that game in 2014. Gail Ficker was on the bench that day, interestingly. And, and Scotland led 17-16 until 78 minutes, 30 seconds when Jean-Marc Dussan kicked a last-minute penalty. So it was pretty close that day as well. Wow. I'm impressed by your level of uh, rugby knowledge. You are a real rugby, rugbypedia, if, if that term exists. Well, uh, no, I, uh... thought I, better, I thought I'd better do some research for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's hope anyway that you know, two years ago, you see they, they lost. We remember that game. And uh, I think they are much more cool-headed. You know, if they were able to beat the All Black... <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, I think your your dog agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big <laughs> Yes, quite right. What he's saying actually is that Scotland Scotland actually played France in that Autumn Nations Cup. Do you remember when when COVID hit us? And France actually won that game at Murrayfield, twenty two fifteen in twenty twenty. So they may not have had a victory in the Six Nations, but you know that one may may help them along the way. That's what he was saying. I'm just translating from dog to... His French is brilliant, honestly. Uh, I've got Marie-Antoinette next to me, but she's a cat, you know, she's not... Uh, no, she's just listening, but... So, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating encounter. And also, you know, I really like the strategy of um, of Fabien Gattier. Let's see whether it pans out, you know. He's playing some really, really good uh, mind games as well. So, uh, yes, and uh, to prepare themselves, I think two weeks ago, they know they like having some celebrities in Marcoursi. You probably know that uh, the artist... Um, oh, yeah, he seems actor, to be hanging around a lot, doesn't he? 
Yeah, what is his name? Jean yeah, Dujardin. Jardin or something. Yeah, yeah the, I think what, I think they'll probably play him uh, against England. <laughs> the French actor who won the the Oscar for his wonderful role in The Artist, which was silent, amazing. But yesterday they were serenaded by a, a French singer from the eighties, nineties called. Francis Cabrel. So, uh, okay. yeah, Anisal is very chillax. So maybe he was to put them in a zone, you know, not to get too carried away, not to yeah, go with the floor. Yeah, they're probably having some, uh, having some haggis as well to get in the mood. <laughs> please don't, please don't. So what do you think will happen? It's weird, you know, because I've, I've got this feeling, and it's not based on any assessment, or I've just got this really weird feeling that Scotland are going to win it narrowly. You look at the form book, you look at both teams and you think France, you know, logically should win this game and they should win it comfortably. But, you know, Scotland were really, really disappointed losing to Wales. They went down there thinking, you know, this was a new era for them. They could put the historical losses behind them. And they came away really, really disappointed. So I'm expecting a big reaction from them. You know, you look at Stuart Hogg, who's, who's a brilliant player. Finn Russell, as you say, depending on how he is, they've got a very strong front row, Pierre Schur, Stuart McInally and Xander Fagerson. So, yeah, I've just got a sneaking feeling that Scotland are going to just win it narrowly. I'm not too sure about uh, your cause. No, my predictions aren't usually accurate, so <laughs> I bet French people must be relaxing now. Um, reason being is that it's not, you know, they have reached a certain level of maturity. They've been playing really well for the last two years together, you know, playing for the first time on the Gatien against the Wales. You remember that game, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but you did lose to you did lose in Paris to Scotland, you know, not so long ago. And there are actually eight survivors of that team playing on Saturday. Bailey, Marchand, Gelange, Audrey, Dupont and Tamak, Peno and Ficou. They all played in that last game of the Six Nations where where France blew it. So, yeah. so that's what I think they learned from their lessons, you okay, know. And also, there was too much enthusiasm as well from the French supporters. I think on the way to the stadium, the bus got slowed down by the French supporter, which was, which was a bit, um, how could I say, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit premature, I suppose. I think this time they will come, they will be more cool-headed, will be more, more rational to yeah. a certain extent. And, and follow the, the game plan from Fabien. And, of course, last year there were no fans, were they? It was an empty Stade de France, which which is a soulless place when it's empty. It really is. So that probably um, didn't help their cause. You know, that's one of the great things of this tournament, isn't it? Having, having full crowds again, it just, you know, the atmosphere sort of seems even more enhanced, I think, because of, of what we've missed. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But uh, on another topic, I was in France last week, as you know, and I wasn't able to go to Le Stade de France, but I watched it from my parents' place and uh, it was amazing, absolutely amazing you know, for their, their, their win against, against Ireland. Yeah, yeah, that, that was impressive. I mean, I was watching in, in uh, the Principality Stadium in the, in the press box and, you know, it was... Absolutely wonderful. And you were watching it from Brittany or wherever. That's right. Yes, I was. And it was, yeah, much to remember. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, fabulous game. Yeah. I wish I had been there, but uh, yeah. Not too far in the the same country, but not (laughs) not in in the vicinity. No. (laughs) 
I forgot to mention. Danny. Danny, Danny, Dennis. Danny, I'm in love with you, Danny, Actually, when I had my, my interview with him and kindly recall, translated only at the beginning by Tom Dixon, because we realized, I mean, that Danny Chavez English was perfectly. But he told me he used to have a girlfriend who was Welsh in his younger time. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. And you know what? When we always meet, because he works in the media at yes. France, we always seem to go to the gents at the same time. It's really weird. <laughs> this is true. Every game, every game I've gone to the loo in Stade de France, in the press area, Denis Chavez is in there. So, so what do you say? You say, hi, Denis, how are you? Yeah, you're a typical man. You go, bonjour. Ça va? <laughs> ça va? Look, straight, look straight ahead and just say, ça va? And I remember, remember, you, you said the same thing. You, you tend to meet uh, Laurence Dallal, you're in the gents as well. I know. I seem to spend a lot, well, you know, at my age, I spend a lot of time in the gents. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and I'm usually, I'm the only woman, you know, in any press Yeah, that's the place, so. you know, that's the place where it all happens. But just to refresh the memory of, of our listeners, yeah, you know, yeah. Denis Charvet, brilliant, brilliant player, oh. very humble such a nice guy, you know, I was born in Cahors. He played as a centre and he played for, stat for, first of all, for Cahors. And his nickname was La Fleur, the flower. Okay. Then he played for Stade Toulousain and Racing Club de France. And he was, of course, a teammate of Franck Menel. Yeah. And you may have been at that match because uh, Tom Dixon was, he earned... His first national cap on the 1st of March 1986 against Wales at Cardiff. Oh, I was there, yeah. I was there. Oh, well, so you see? Yeah, in the Arms Park. And uh, he played alongside Philippe Seller. I mean, what a wonderful, wonderful centre combination. Yeah, I mean, Denis Charvet was, honestly, he was like a ballet dancer. He was just poetry in motion. One of my favourite players of all time, I have to say. And he played all the five games at the 1987 Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Where France lost the final to yes, New Zealand twenty nine nine, that was that was amazing and such a such a nice man and like Brian Moore was saying, you know, French players at that stage they were way way too much good looking. Oh <laughs> to yeah, I mean he was yeah, what an absolutely <laughs> fabulous looking guy, you know. I mean he I looked it, he looked like it, a film star. He really did. Oh, like James Bond, you have to listen to the introduction I gave him, you know, through a book from one of my rugby friends, uh, <laughs> David Beresford. So oh, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that you met and you, uh, yeah, next time you will have something yeah, to do. Yeah, next, next time, time I go to the toilet, the I'll, I'll mention it too. Rugby friends, I'm really, really happy today to be able to speak with another rugby legend from the showbiz era, Mr. Denis Charvet. I have to start by a small passage from a book from one of my rugby acquaintances, whose name is David Beresford, and who said about Denis Charvet. Denis Charvet. Denis was a player of eye-catching beauty. As a player and a man, first, you notice the square jaw, the floppy hair and dark skin. Looks that would have been well suited to the catwalk and James Bond movie. But there was far more to him than good looks. 
He was a supremely talented player with space to burn and a magnificent sword. And there is more and more, but welcome, bonjour, bienvenue au podcast du French Rugby Connections. Denis Charvet, comment allez-vous Ça va très bien, mais d'abord c'est trop d'honneur. Bah, David, c'est un... Je l'ai connu parce qu'il m'a contacté pour écrire son livre. C'est un... I'm fine, thank you. David Beresford is a great man, a wonderful person, and it's his opinion. I listen to it and I'm very pleased by it, but I'm very humbled. Alors, on va commencer au départ. Vous venez de Cahors, naturellement, dans vraiment le, 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 le berceau de plus ou moins du, du, du rugby, naturellement. Parlez-moi un petit peu de votre commencement au rugby. Ok, je vais commencer au début. Vous venez de Cahors, qui est le cradle du rugby. Dites-moi sur le début de votre rugby. Le début... Um... C'est fait naturellement parce que d'abord, toute ma famille joue au rugby, que Cahors était plus une ville de rugby que de football et de notre sport. Donc, je n'ai pas eu à, à réellement décider, alors que j'adorais jouer au football, j'adorais le ballon rond. Mais euh, la décision s'est faite naturellement parce que mes oncles, mon père, mon grand-père, tout le monde y a joué dans la famille. Et c'était presque écrit dans l'histoire dans, dans de la famille, j'allais jouer au rugby. All my family played rugby. Cahors is a town of rugby. I loved football. I enjoyed it, but mm -hmm. it was predestined. All mm -hmm. my family uh, loved rugby. I had to play rugby. En fait, évidemment, j'ai joué dans, plus dans, dans un monde amateur. Mais la vérité, c'est que j'ai toujours été euh, compétiteur dans l'âme. J'avais cette esprit de compétition dans l'âme. Pour moi, il fallait gagner. À pas gagner à tout prix, mais il fallait gagner. Moi, je jouais pour la gagne, je ne jouais pas pour m'amuser. Enfin, le plaisir, c'était dans la transmission, dans la, dans la passe. Dans... Mais après, euh, j'ai toujours vécu ce, ce sport comme une compétition. Et, et mes années à Cahors étaient formidables parce que j'ai eu des éducateurs formidables. Voilà, c'est que des bons souvenirs et c'est que c'est une jeunesse pleine de liberté, si j'ai envie de résumer ça. Voilà. Oh, OK, j'étais avec Cahors depuis l'âge de 6 à 20 ans, évidemment, comme amateur. And then I went to Stade Toulousain, where progression was everywhere. Yes, it was amateur, but competitiveness was in my heart and spirit of everyone, not just me. We wanted, above all, to win. The pleasure was in the teamwork and moving forward, transmission. And it was a wonderful liberty of youth to be able to play. Un, un joueur que vous admirez énormément, qui est Monsieur... Didier Codornion. Exactement, exactement. Donc, et avec Gravet, lui, ainsi qu'avec vos coéquipiers, vous avez gagné le, la, le championnat de France top 14 en 85, 86 et en 89. We call him uh, the little prince. Pour, pour moi, like uh, the little prince of Saint-Exupéry, kind of. But it was wonderful to play beside him because I learned a lot with him. Inspire me very well. Every day inspire me. His rugby was the best because, you know, the most complicated in, in rugby is the intelligence of game. Where the position, but the timing. Yes. And uh, the quality, and the quality of your pass. So this, this guy, uh, for me, was a genius of the game. Yes. The and he played for the French team as well. Yeah, he played for the French team. He won. Uh, he was a Grand Slam in '81. Uh, he was playing in the in the in the team who won in uh, New Zealand in '79. Uh, 
It was a wonderful, wonderful game. Guigny was champion, French championship with Narbonne. But uh, he's an well, extraordinary, extraordinary player. Yes, brilliant. You were very successful with Toulouse. Let's talk when you first played for Les Bleus. Uh, my, my first game it was in Cardiff, uh, Lamspark in Cardiff. And I was, uh, you, you can imagine why I was like, I was a kid, of course. And uh, when I was just before the game in the changing room, I was looking uh, a clock, a big clock in the, in the changing room. And I was, I was in my memory. I was watching in my memory all the players I watched when I was a kid. And I remember that, this situation very well because for me, it was like in real. I said, now it's my turn. How, how it can, it can be my turn? Because I was so fun when I was a kid and I, I, every match of French team I was looking and I was, I was, I was really um, a, a big supporter. So my first game, it was very special. And Lampspark for me is Gareth Edwards. So, but I, when, I, when, when we come in, into the field, I was, um, I remember like today, like yesterday, the, all the, how you say, all the supporters. Yes, Welsh all the supporters, supporters yeah. It, it, it was something, uh, I know it's something incredible. When we just come into the field. And after there is, how you say, a Marseillaise and the land of my father. Yes. And land of my father, all the stadium seemed all of my father. It was incredible. For me, my first selection was my best memory in the French team because it's kind of a dream. A dream is real. A real dream, in fact. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So that was a wonderful, wonderful memory of yours. And I heard you played in La Bataille de Nantes, the battle of Nantes against the All Black. What happened? Did you have lots of espresso beforehand? Or? I don't know, because it was an amazing game, a strong game, tough game. It was a real battle. Like, like you said, it's a battle, battle of Nantes. And still now in the memory, when you go, I was going back to New Zealand three years ago, and they talk still same about this battle and say, yes, it's just the change. I would say we warm up, the warm up into, in the changing room was the best, the most violent yeah. I saw in my career. Yeah. Not me, because I, 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 I said, I, I stay in a corner. I just look at the four walls. And I said, my God, where, where we go today? I said, my God, it's not, it's not possible. And mm -hmm. but, uh, yes, it was an incredible game in a stadium of Nantes. It was full. And, uh, so a great memory. Yeah, but let's not forget, is that the, uh, the before you lost against the All Black, I believe, in Toulon. And it, for you, it was revenge. You thought, right, now... We want yeah. to be warrior. We are not the nice, happy, friendly, laissez-faire, French flair type of rugby players. This is war. Of you went, and I believe some players had, I think one of the pl Welsh players had a, 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 a terrible injury in his scrotum and he lost some teeth yeah. as well. So, but anyway, c'est sure. la vie, c'est la guerre. Sure. Yes. <laughs> there was an all black. Shell Ford was a jury. He lost uh, something. In, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> this much. 
we, we lost in Toulouse, not in Toulon, one week ago. And um, the only, the only, um, the only, how you say, um, manière, comment dit manière, the only... Uh, way, the only way. Yeah, the only way to win was a war. There is not another possibility because uh, we, uh, all blacks that don't like when you fight with them. They yes. don't like. So in the history of rugby, when France beat New Zealand, it was a war. Yeah. Always. So uh, uh, after, after, you have to be able to do the war. And this day, we were very able to do it. You did. So that, <laughs> you did. That's the reason we did, we did it. Yeah. Monsieur Charvet, I'd like to add to your point about Cardiff that I'm sorry you didn't recognize me, but I believe 35 years ago I was at that match in Cardiff yeah. because I was a first year French student at Cardiff University. And after the match, in all the après match, the French students went around to have a drink and met the players. So it is quite possible that we met. So <laughs> what a lovely story. I'm surprised you didn't recognize me. <laughs> Everybody know, knows Tom Dixon. And one, yeah. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> and one thing I have to say, I have to refer to uh, to David Beres for this. That one moment he remembers is when <laughs> you scored a try in in when you scored for Toulouse versus Toulon in the 1989 French Championship final. Receiving the ball from Didier Cordorniou in his 22, he sliced elegantly through the gap and ran a breathtaking arc to the right-hand corner of the Toulon try line. It was a moment of sporting beauty and like Gareth Edwards' great Baba's try of 1973, it gave him goosebump every time. So... And I think I can see you are being emotional thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Yes, because when, when it's, it's happened for me, it was not the best, uh, the most complicated thing I, I did because it was just, I was just run, to have to run. So uh, after people see what they want, but in fact, they were very impressed. I was not impressed like a player what, for what I did. You understand what I mean? So for, for me, it was not so complicated. But the fact is, was uh, the context is it was a day of the final on TV, and all people see this run like a fantastic uh, try. But for me, it was such a fantastic try. So, that's a par for me, it was a parad paradox. You understand? Yes. So, but after, after all, all my, there is not one day or some people I, I cross, I met. Uh, talk about this try so yes like if i i did only this but for me the paradox it was not the, the best the most most complicated thing i, I did in rugby i think i've met lots of excellent brilliant you know rugby players from your generation what i really like is their sense of humility if philip Sela is the same he's very humble frank medel as well and i really like your uh, attitude that's that's nice that's, that's so refreshing so what are the latest you know Toulouse Stade Toulousain is not doing too well they lost yes. six times six times in a row 
Oh, I know, but what you know, when you look at the the players that are in the, you know, this is this is the downside of having so many players in the French setup, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bit like the case, like uh, Saracens when Saracen was at the top. Yeah, you know, we, you know, they were playing with the B team to a certain extent. And yeah, it's tough, yes. isn't it? I always wondered if Wasps had a B team, but there you are. That's an old joke, isn't it? <laughs> la la la. <laughs> you are very inspiring today. <laughs> yeah, see, it was the same with Wales. At one time, Wales had nine Scarlets players in the in the Welsh team. Well, you know, it's crazy isn't it They're, they shouldn't really be playing uh league games i don't think during the six nations it, it, it does make it really unfair yes yeah but anyway so let's have a quick look at the ranking of the top 14 so i'm going to tell you you know who is number one i do it's bordeaux yes again with how many points Oh, I don't know. I haven't got. <laughs> you caught me unawares there. My research obviously hasn't been as good as as I was bragging about ten minutes ago. <laughs> Not long now. Only four months left until the the final of the. Yeah, it creeps up, 14. doesn't it? Yeah, we'll have exactly. the barrages and then the semi-finals, and yeah, it will... wow, frightening. It is okay. So the top fourteen ranking is. You're absolutely right. Bordeaux with 56 points, followed by Montpellier, 51 points. What a difference from last season. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done, Philippe. Absolutely. You know, they really did underachieve last year, didn't they? They had so much talent there. And, you know, they had that run in Europe, didn't they? They won the Challenge Cup and they've really kicked on from there. Yeah, it's great to see. 100%, yeah, really uh, did boost their spirit and their, their playing games. Lyon ranked, is ranking at three, followed by Castres. Racing 92, going up and up, very good. They were not in very good shape at the beginning of the, no. the season. And Stade Toulousain, as I was saying to you, you know, a six, they, they fell, they fell quite a lot, but uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they can regroup and um, and play to their best again. Yeah. And the last 14 are Stade Francais with 41 points, followed by La Rochelle, Pau, Clermont, Brive, and the last three are Toulon. So Toulon, yes, very surprising to see them at the bottom. I know. They talk about a team that, you know, have got a massive budget and they really uh, are you know, struggling, aren't they? And you know that uh, one of the South African flankers. Yeah, the lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. going back, isn't he? Going back to play sharks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's been injured a lot, and there were a little bit of handbags between him and and one of his teammates. Oh yeah, <laughs> Estebeth, who he'd start a fight in a convent. He would honestly. <laughs> well, in Twitter, saying, "Hey, if I need your advice, actually, it was uh, from media." Oh, yeah, back his boater. Yeah, that's that's right. right yeah. You know. Yeah, another bastion of uh, fair play and violence. Who was actually interviewed by Media Olympic, and he, did, um, he was a bit disappointed by uh, by his uh, teammates, saying that he was unable to peak in the top 14 due to injuries and maybe lack of... Oh. <laughs> yes, anyway... <laughs> French lesson. Okay. 
Okay, so it's going to be easy. This time it's about all pronunciation. Yeah. So we, we said, you know, in France, we said, now I'm going to say in English, you know, how do you say Edinburgh in French? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. No, it's American. Americans say Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> But the French, we say, we call it Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Okay. Edinburgh. Yes, and the spelling is different as well. Because. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Le chardon. Beg your pardon? Le chardon is, you know, the, 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 the flower as well. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. And do you know how to say the red devils, which are obviously for you Welsh uh, compatriots? It's diabolic rouge or something, isn't it? Diab Les, yeah, very, not bad, les diables rouges. I can't pronounce rouge. Les Diables Rouges. Diablo Rouge, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so you learned something. So I'm glad it's, you it is, it's so, I know, it's, yeah. I, I just can't remember any of it. That's the problem. <laughs> so, rugby friends, I hope you enjoyed our preview of the match between... La France, between l'Ecosse contre la France in Murrayfield. Yeah, and don't forget there's a small match of England-Wales as well this weekend. And, you know, so it could be a very, very tough weekend on the sofa. <laughs> yes, definitely. Let's not forget Wales versus, the other way around, sorry, England versus Wales. I, I, I guess, I'm guessing you will be there. Mike. No, I won't actually. I've got to, um, unfortunately, I have other commitments, sadly. So I shall be watching it on the television this time. What a shame, what a shame. Well, all the best. Hopefully you won't get too much of a heart attack, not like <laughs> last time. <laughs> that's right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that, but that's what we love. Absolutely, the Six Nations you know. wonderful tournament, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoy it. And we'll be back next week to, to pour through it all. Yes, au revoir. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille